0: Winton.
1: Winton, a late start <laughs> to the year. Here we are. It's much already.
0: Made an early late start. Well, uh, mate, uh, I think uh, for many people that I've been hanging around with and having a chat to, uh, I've been calling it the great false start mate, mm. uh, to 2022. We've had uh, nearly everyone in our team get the rona, uh, then of recent times get affected by the floods. Um you name it. it's uh, It's been pretty interesting. So, uh, mate, what do they say? Long time between drinks, a lot of water under the bridge, uh,
1: literally. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, mate, great to see you. Good to see you, mate. Good to see everybody. Nobody knows that we're here, so it's going to be really interesting to <laughs> uh, to see uh, who comes on. We haven't advertised it. We haven't even oh. talked about it. We thought we'd just sneakily warm into it and uh and maybe give ourselves a little bit of a chance see what's going on well um there we go
0: um alison oh alison's down there we go oh the boys are back Ooh. there's harry um <laughs> over the bridge well that's true facebook user uh, must be one of the people out of the groups but uh yeah a lot of water <laughs> over the bridge that's for sure andy
1: yeah mate, the, uh, well, well mate we were for those of you who don't know is up in um up in Kingscliff uh, over the last uh, for the beginning of the week so Sunday so every time I've gone to northern new south wales or queensland over the last two or three two years since corona started um mate every single time I've come up your neck of the woods the weather has been absolutely horrific and this time it really <laughs> stepped it up a notch i i think that you're trying to keep me out uh and well, i understand mate, i
0: understand um, why <laughs> others would say that you're bringing it from melbourne that's what yeah. others would say but um
1: <laughs> well, I do know that you're coming down south, mate, and I, I did look at the weather over the weekend uh, when we're going to be lucky enough to have you down Melbourne Town, and it's missing <laughs> rain, and it's been beautiful 27 degrees until you Queenslanders come down here and uh, decide to bring the weather with you. But uh, I know that Andy can't take a hit. That's exactly right, Harry. <laughs> I keep on trying to get up to the Sunshine Coast. It just puts on the opposite going, no, nah, no, nah, it's not for you, mate. This The Sunshine Coast isn't for uh, everyone.
0: Mate, uh well, I tell you, that's probably one of the things that uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll touch base on today with uh, what's in the news, but uh, probably a little bit of overview for us all for, and at Wine and Wisdom, mate. But um, yeah, there's a lot of people uh, shifting around in Australia. But uh, a quick shout out to everyone: um, Harry, Jeff, uh, Allison. Good to see you guys. There's about 30 on now, which is awesome. Give us a shout out in the chat. Who's here? Great to see you guys. Um, what are you drinking today, mate? This is a fresh bottle. Um, quite fancy, yeah. Pinot, Pinot Noir.
1: Let's see yeah. how many weeks of wine and wisdom you can take this one through <laughs> without falling off the perch. <laughs> Damien, how are you, mate? Good to
0: see you, Damien. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Yeah, listen, um, I'm not a big uh, wine drinker, folks. Actually, this is the first glass of wine that I've had in weeks, I think, maybe even a month, Andy. Um, so uh, it's good to have a, a drop with you, mate. And um, good, good you. talk good a little good. bit about what's going on.
1: The old Point Leo Estate is uh, is down here. Geez, I reckon they should start giving it to me for free. The amount of times I've I've plugged it on this show. <laughs> Mount difficulty here, but uh, uh, you and I are going to hang out actually
0: on Sunday night and have another glass of wine in person, which I'm looking forward to. But um, 100%. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, why don't we kick the show off um, and uh, maybe just talk through the general gist of things as we as we usually do, folks. Welcome. Andy Fenton over there there <laughs> Jason Witten over here but uh anyone who's, oh there's Nigel joining us for the first first live I had a shiraz at lunch listening to Malcolm Turnbull well gee there there's there's two uh two uh, opposing necks of the woods isn't it sort of uh from uh from uh Malcolm Turnbull to um Andy and Jason well there you go we might wow. see what uh, what it'd be interesting to see what uh what Malcolm said. Maybe we'll get him on the channel one day, Andy.
1: Yeah, well, if he wants to <laughs> tune into some sense. Mate, <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he'd probably like having a pop at the politicians now.
0: Well, I tell you what, like, and you know, you and I had a little bit of a theme going last year. We've bloody told you so. Like, we've been talking about it for, you know, months, if not years, and um, it's interesting that, um, that uh, a few things are coming home to roost in uh, our neck of the woods, certainly the real estate game, and, and I'm sure um, – I'm sure you've got a few of those um, uh, from your world as well. So, But, folks, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, if you haven't been along before or you can't remember because we drank too much wine um, last year and we forgot <laughs> over the break, um, yeah, we started, we kicked off Wine and Wisdom to help our respective communities, our, in my neck of the woods, property investor community, um, Andy's neck of the woods, business owners and uh, investors, in general like you know building their portfolios and other ways as well and uh we came together when uh when the old rona hit and we uh tried to make some sense of what was happening financially for our clients and customers over a glass of wine at the end of each week because it was happening so fast andy oaks you know well it was going quick like that and so uh we did our best to keep everyone up to speed, and and uh, we we actually ended up enjoying it, and we just kept going. And um, and uh, uh, like uh, like Jared said, yeah, we get on the gas on a Friday, <laughs> <laughs> and have a bit of a chat. But uh, we talk from our respective worlds when it comes to the property world, the world of finance, and and the economy. And um, you know, we uh, we try and uh, debrief the week, basically, folks. So welcome. To all of you and um great to have you on we do it in three parts folks um and um i've got a little something here for us andy we can um, you know we can uh, have a little look might put you uh, down there in the corner they say don't put baby in the corner but i had to put you in the corner andy <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's all right mate i'm used to being down here look at you all the way up there <laughs> you know that's
0: just how it worked out today mate but uh, um how how we roll, folks, is we do it in three pieces. You know, we do a little bit of a debrief on what's in the news. And um, as we're doing that, we want uh, you guys to to hit us up with any questions that you might have, anything that you think, hey, listen, Jace, Andy, hey, what about this? What about that? Um, Jeff is sort of shouting out, you know, coal's booming. Europe found out that uh, being woke means going broke. No gas from Russia. They're interesting times, that is for sure. Um yeah, this just in, you know, face masks out and bomb shelters in. There's a lot happening, Jeff, out there, folks, and uh, and certainly we need to understand what that might mean to our finances and our assets and our dollars and cents. So if you've got any questions, Andy and I are going to do something, I don't know, big picture for the first little bit. Any questions? We also have a little section uh, which is called things you should know, maybe general knowledge, maybe you already know it, maybe you don't. Uh, Andy and I think uh, we might need to uh, communicate something that we've come across, or uh, we're thinking. And so uh, that's usually how it rolls, folks. We usually spend about forty-five minutes having a good yarn, sometimes even longer, and um, and hopefully add some value in some way to uh, to your uh, to your Friday afternoon, Andy.
1: And, um, <laughs> maybe we should call that last section maybe so uncommon sense. Uh, Uncommon sense. Yeah. 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 That's not a bad one. That's not a bad one. But uh, please, guys, uh, guys, girls, ladies, gents, make sure that you, you drop some questions in because right now, we were hoping to start this year uh, on maybe a lot more positive front because we did have a section that we Jason and I were preparing to do with uh, everything that we said that came right. Um, we we were going to go with everything that we said that went wrong, but it, it just wasn't enough to fill the full forty five minutes. Uh, <laughs> quite one minute? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but uh, we thought we we won't gloat. Like, what we'll do is we'll we'll have this little session. We didn't promote it, uh, so it'd be great uh, to know what's on your minds because I know through through my clients, through my circles, you know these. We've had the the corona, now we're into this. You know, a period of tension that that's happening over in Europe. People are not quite sure. I've had people who are thinking the world's going to implode. Uh, then we've got the floods that are happening out here, and a big shout out to everybody that is affected by that. You know, we yep. uh, if, if there's anything that you need that we can use our resources to try and help you with, whether that is subsidies, whether it's you know uh, whatever it is, uh, especially in the world of small business, property uh, investing. Please let us know what it is. We might not know it right now, but I promise you we'll put our collective uh, brains trust together and, and find that out for you. So if you've got friends, uh, send them this way. If they've got questions, find out what they are. If they can't be here, uh, front the questions for them because uh, the more that you uh, you let us know what you're wondering about, the, the better chance we've got of being able to answer you. Otherwise, we'll we'll just continue on with what we think you, you should unlearn from the com- common press. Uh, and develop some perhaps different perspectives, which is hopefully uh, what we think is maybe a more balanced one.
0: Yeah, mate. Uh, what I have got here, like um, uh, this one here, Alison's saying some- someone's been playing Jumanji, <laughs> pandemics, wars, floods. What's next? Well,
1: yeah. Well, you- I'm waiting for the four horsemen and the apocalypse. I reckon yeah. at, the, at the moment it really is. It's 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 one blow from another. And and if anybody's into that rendering of uh, Elon Musk's theory around. Uh, we're hurtling through space right now in a in a guided simulation, you'd probably be going, Yeah, I reckon that's probably about right, wouldn't you? <laughs> mate, uh, I tell you. Well,
0: uh mate, I thought uh, I thought uh what we might do. I've got a couple of things just to um maybe uh kick us off. Uh maybe in the news and have a little look at what's going on. But um mate uh in my neck of the woods it's been pretty interesting times. Um, you know. All the couple of articles and a few of these, uh, you know, a few weeks old. I was just collecting them for the kickoff of Wine and Wisdom, but you know,
1: it almost seems like a sponsored commercial for uh, the Financial uh, Review. The, just quick disclaimer: we're not, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, we being paid. Uh, I find e- even I find the Fin Review the less dramatic, the less dramatic of the headlines of, of all the newspapers, but. Um,
1: you know, uh, you'd say that because I, I was starting to read The Sun from the UK because I reckon that was probably one of the top shelf uh, newspapers from last year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. Well, Michael's got a question and, and certainly uh, I'll, I'll get around to that one, Michael, um, in my little, mm. my little sections, you know, um, about the property market and some of those effects. I think there'll be secondary effects, not necessarily direct effects, but um, and that'll come through, I think, you know, potentially some economic Stuff Andy's probably got that on his radar to have a bit of a chat about 100%. as well. So, yeah, yeah, yep, for sure. But, that's folks, really you know, awesome. listen, you know, the property world uh, is pretty, is is in pretty good shape if you're an investor, not such good shape if you're not. If you're not in the market, then you're not uh, benefiting from what's going on. You know, more jobs, surging house prices, record stock values, rising inflation, trillion dollar debt. It's been a crazy. Now add, yeah, you know, now add floods and wars to that. You know, I think that's about two weeks old, that one. Um, uh, that article—it's uh, you know, 2022 was certainly far, you know, well, the last two years, you know, far from what what anyone would have thought or predicted. But um, you know, what's already happening out there, Andy, folks listening in—we've got a little bit of this rubbish creeping in. You know, you guys have seen Andy and I talk about this many times. Um, you know, the <laughs> the 15 to 25 percent fall in house prices—what absolute can rubbish, absolute rubbish. Now, for that to happen, you know, the world literally has to end. win. Right? You know, we had the biggest global financial crisis ever in the world's history and the average house price in Australia adjusted about 7%. Um, and that's just rubbish, you
1: know. <laughs> Aren't they meant to put opinion piece when it's an opinion piece at the that beginning of the article? They are. Aren't they meant to
0: put it in brackets? <laughs> Dead bloody right, they're meant to have opinion up there. And this is the thing that shits me and Andy. We we get we get the shits with this rubbish. This is just absolute just hideous reporting. You know, there's no metrics behind this this comment. Um, I can tell you right now, folks, you, you guys have been listening into my morning chats. They, I mean, the actual reality of the on the ground situation with supply and rent. And here and here and here and here, Absolute disaster. Uh, and that's not dramatic, it's a disaster what's happening in our people in our when it comes to supply. Uh, I, mean, I won't ask too long on this one, but uh, I it's life, bullshit. Mate. It's absolutely right? <laughs> So ignore it, folks. There may be some pressures. Shane's um, uh, saying I sound a bit like a robot.
1: Uh, but a little, a little bit, uh, a little bit broken up. But I just thought you were going into binary form as we were passing <laughs> Venus uh, through the, uh, the, the simulated life that we're living. But apparently, the well, Josh can hear yeah. loud and clear, mate. Not very clear from Alison. So it depends on where you're coming from in the world, by the sounds of things.
0: Well, let me do this. Let me, uh, let me try this, if that's any better, folks, uh, and um,
1: see if that's coming through any better for you, Andy. Mate, I, I can hear that, so the dulcet, silky smooth tunes of one of the, the world's best rock climbing commentators.
0: There you go. All right. Well, uh, hopefully, okay. Yep, a few updates. Um, <laughs> Jeff. Jeff, Jeff thought he'd finished the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, well, anyway, thankfully, uh, thankfully, thankfully, uh, you didn't miss too much. I was just saying that, you know, this stuff is rubbish, folks. Ignore it. I've seen four or five articles like this an absolute bunch of trash. Um, it's actually very self-serving, Andy, and uh, this type of commentary is actually very self-serving to the, for the banks um, and for people rushing off and trying to lock in interest rates and all sorts of things. But uh, we, we won't go there today. I'll make sure we, we do something about that. Um, just be careful of who is putting out this troll, uh, you know, uh, rubbish these trolls online trying to get you to do something so um that's there that's interesting um uh, i wouldn't mind uh talking about this one a bit later actually i think uh th- this one would be interesting for you andy the government's coming for some of the dough they've got a uh, trillions and trillions of debt they're going to try and find somewhere to grab some money from us maybe we can park that one i'll finish off my real estate stuff um uh folks one thing that's happening right now uh and it's already underway. Uh, the borders are open, tourism and also other visas are happening. Two hundred thousand plus people to enter the the country, and also another two hundred thousand next year, and 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 so on. Uh, that is going to accelerate um, accelerate some of the challenges we've got in our world of uh, rental issues, <laughs> rental problems. Uh, so you know, keep an eye on that one. That that one for me is like the uh, uh what would i call it Andy the uh the silver bullet but in the reverse right uh and there's so many jobs around there's a there's a labor shortage going on and um we need to have those people come in so you know great
1: great tsunami it's going to be this this will be the next one right it'll be very 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 interesting as this starts to come online and we'll talk a little bit later as to the reasons why this is I think that's the theme of the year at the moment is the false start. yeah, because this would actually be almost at full momentum, and the 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 war that's happening at the moment may actually just make this delay a little bit longer, but ultimately the wave is coming, one hundred percent. and we'll get it, into that in a little bit. It could take the heat out of that
0: momentum for sure. but uh, there's uh, you know there's a need all around in the country for more people, there's plenty of jobs. Uh, I saw some stats, Andy. Australians have got the highest level of cash savings we've had in history or something like that. Um, there is uh, the the value of people's real estate went up. A couple of trillion dollars went from $9 trillion to 11000000000000 trillion. We're wealthier than we were two years ago. We've got more cash than we've had two years ago in Australia. For the first time in, in a decade, our wages are slowly but surely going up. Hopefully, that's not just... You know localized, hopefully, that is a bit of a trend that's good for everybody, um, and um, hopefully, that um, flows through. So, I think there's some soft landings, if not neutral, if not continued growth landings for real estate when it comes to there. But this uh, war issue for me, you know, there might be something in and around that, um, you know, that might accelerate some things short term.
1: Uh, but we need to keep an eye on those. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Jeff's just put it put in here. I've got mates saying property will crash. I said massive shortage of quality property. Massive immigration started. Massive rental shortages. Yep, holy crap! Massive demand. Oh my god, it's gonna crash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but oh, Jeff. Love it.
0: Uh, well, and, and that's it. You know, it's uh, it's uh, it's an interesting one. The the lack of understanding when it comes to this stuff. Right now, I did this one this morning, Andy. But I'll just—I won't take too long on there, and I'm going to hand over to you in a sec. But you know, the vacancy rates in Australia right now in our cities is just crazy. It's like check this out. Like um, the national vacancy rate is 1.1 percent across the whole country. Okay. You called this. You called this two years ago. Two years ago, oh, yeah. and it, it started before COVID, Andy. Like, yeah. and and you know, COVID's just accelerated this. You know, it's been. You know, it's been a problem for a while. Melbourne and Sydney were a little bit higher because of um, inner-city dwelling apartments and lots of students leaving the country. Well, like we not,
1: we weren't allowed in there and we're only just going for the no-mask mandate now. And yeah. We'll, we'll probably get into that a little bit later on as well. But uh, there's been uh, political reasons why in Melbourne a lot of that has been curtailed, which is actually potentially an exciting opportunity i'd, I'd say that we'll we'll see i'll get your opinion on that one
0: mate you're dead right mate you took the words right out of my mouth we've been shouting that one from the treetops melbourne is undervalued because it, it had a um uh, a not normal it, it wasn't normal market led constrictions and um and rental issues right um so so those who were a little bit unsure about the Melbourne market kind of drew back. The, the rents were low. It was smashed by the lockdowns um, and people sort of literally went north to Queensland. Um, yeah. And so it's kind of, you know, Brisbane and, and a few other markets are, are red hot and Melbourne was lukewarm when it came to, you know, the, the rental yield uh it, but it, it's the one it's it's going to come home strong and and we've been investing in the in the short term in Melbourne significantly uh with our team with our crew because we think it's undervalued but if you have a look at you have a look at the the change you know in in basically 13 months Andy you know across here Melbourne's Melbourne's change is is significant look at the pace it travelled at um you know between there and
1: there, mate, you know, mates, you you would you would say that's a hundred percent or fifty percent the biggest drop on record. You'd almost yeah. say if you put if you put that on the front <laughs> of the uh, the Fin Review, maybe we should go into the news business, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, mate, you know, you know, you, know <laughs> you know who these statistics are scariest for. Well, okay, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you still there? Right, I reckon these statistics are the most scary for empty nesters or the wanting to be empty nesters because ultimately you can't kick them out if they're not going to go anywhere. I mean, where are they got to go? And, and, and this is the thing, Lord, should I stay on that market where are, we going to go? where are we going to go? Now entering, I'm
0: calling it again, Andy, maybe we should take another call. We're entering the next three to five years is going to be an insane rent, rental, rental boom. Now, I think I think if the interest rates go up or cool the heels of capital growth, Always does. But rental boom right now. We ha- we we don't have anything in the country. The rents have been compressed along with the interest rates for quite a long time. The rent growth has actually been very low. Your net your net cash flow has actually gone up, but your gross rent has not. If if you if you follow the sort of because interest rates have gone down, your net your net cash in your pocket has actually improved, but your rent hasn't grown. Your gross rent hasn't grown um as well as it normally would because interest rates went down so that everyone was winning like property investors were winning but we are now on the on the cusp of a rent boom like like under things being so low um things being so low in our marketplace when it comes to the uh the the vacancy rates under one percent is there's nothing to rent, Andy. There's nothing. There's like and if it is, it's rubbish, and no one wants it. Like this is where we're at, folks. So you know, trying to do a big catch up catch up conversation, which is basically for all of us when it comes to property investing and being property investors, and you know what's going on, Andy. The marketplace is in all sorts. If you're in the driver's seat and you can get access to the right deal, buy some good quality stuff, and and um, you know make sure your finance position is pretty strong, then you know you're going to be in a pretty tidy position when it comes to your property portfolio, your property stuff in this next you know two to five years. I I think it's going to take three to five years to rectify this problem. Um, if that. Because the government is so far behind, um, it's not funny. So, well, mate, you, you overlay that statistic
1: with uh, with this, right? And I've I've literally just found this. I so, uh, it um, I I didn't even double check to make sure that it was actually Australia. It's actually not, but ours isn't too much different. But so this this is very similar to what our our um, uh, our demographic curve is. And so less about the numbers, more about the shape, because they're quite yeah. s- uh, similar. So if you overlay this with the, the the statistics that you're showing, so you look at the 20... Put yourself 20 up 20, in the other
0: corner, Andy. Put yourself in another corner. Sorry,
1: mate. <laughs> there, there you we go, go, mate. Oh, I was, I was <laughs> over the top of it. I was underneath you, James. I was, up, I was there. Look, you can see I'm me like, where, where did you? he go? I'm trying <laughs> to get out, but I'm always in your shadow. Uh, so this is very similar to our, our demographic curve as well. Like They, they look similar. So what, what I'm referring to here is really... This this market here, right, is coming on. Everybody here is either in their own property, uh, or renting, or in a nursing home or a retirement village. Everybody there is already in some way, shape or form in the market. In the market, yeah. right. And the problem is that when we go up to the top and we go start going, well, who's coming out as to as as to who's coming in? There's a big gap. Does that make sense?
0: Massive, yeah, absolutely.
1: So what that means is that there's more people coming in than what are actually going out, and and unfortunately, in these terms, uh, when I say coming in versus going out, I'm actually talking about you know people leaving the planet uh, and you know moving on to the next stage of you know whatever that that looks like to you, but but ultimately, with those statistics that you've got. As those people go to move out, they're not going to move, it. they, they, they can't uh, or where are they going to go because the percentage and maybe what we'll do is we'll get one of, uh, maybe we should get one of my economists to, to, to liaise with one of yours and, and start to put these bubbles over the top and see what sort of pressure that's going to put on the, on the housing market here in Australia while that happens. Because uh, mate, that's an astounding statistic. Why less than one percent across the country, and oh sorry, one percent across the country, and less than one percent in some of the major states. That's scary,
0: mate. And I'm calling it right now. Sydney and Melbourne are already under one percent. They're already on, under one percent. Um, we'll see that. We'll see those results come out. You know, in April for March. That's that's going to happen. You're going to have your first tranche of people who've who've got their. Um, uh, yeah, student visas—they land in Melbourne. By the way, they that eighty to ninety percent of first entry, first entry point is Melbourne. Right now, um, Airbnb and short-term letting is back on, back on the menu, and and you will see between five and eight thousand rental properties leave the market over the next twelve months and go back to short-term letting. So there's these there's these accelerators that are just going to like just make things just it's going to be. It's crazy. It's gonna, it's gonna be
1: mad. So you, you and I have been talking about arbitrage ever since we started this, and and we've been thinking, we've been talking about potentially bringing different products to the market around, uh, I guess what we'd call the the prop the the holiday to to permanent rental arbitrage. Uh, which is ultimately the difference between if you've got a place that's in a desirable location, the difference between renting and the difference between Airbnb and being it out. Yeah. And I think it'll be interesting to see what actually happens from that perspective because, uh, as, as you said, as you rightly said, if those properties leave the market, then that statistic should, should plummet because then if there's 20,000, that's 20,000 that are taken off the shelf, which are no longer permanent residency, residency and, and then go to part time residency
0: yeah and what happened um, what happened in COVID, when COVID hit the short-term letting sort of was on the nose, people said, "Oh listen, it's not happening. I'm going to put it back in the pool," which temporarily provided some stock in certain places um, you know and and kind of maybe even gave a bit of false uh, false sense of uh, you know supply to the marketplace. But um, you know if you look if folks, if you want to check this out, SQM research. Um, great little website SQM research and go in there and you go search um, you go search uh, any suburb andy I've got a property in Collingwood in Melbourne you know the the Collingwood vacancy rate one kilometer from the CBD is 0.4 percent so it's it's under a percent already every single suburb surrounding the CBD is under one percent where you live mate there's nothing to rent there's like three houses in you know, 5,000. I've the, got a
1: couple of teepees, uh that I'm pitching
0: <laughs> out the back of the property. At the right. you, you could probably crush it. You know, <laughs> uh, but you know, th- this is where we're at with, with that marketplace. So, you know, it's, it's certainly for, for all of us in the driving seat, uh, you know, and folks, you know, what's the upside of, of mainstream media talking rubbish, talking smack about the property market. Well, folks, when you know some stats and some good data. You can continue your acquisition process to build your portfolio confidently. And, uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to see massive growth like we have in the last two years, Andy. But what I think we'll, we'll see medium to, to um, slow growth, but I think we're going to see huge, massive booms in rental. And at the end of the day, hey, I'm happy to take, you know, a 200-300 increase in my rent every day of the week, you know. Um so uh, away we go. So that's what I'm calling and um over the next 2 to 3 years I reckon that's going to come come home to roost. But unfortunately, we've got, you know, headwind after headwind Andy um in 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 economic terms over in your neck of the woods, you know. So uh, mate, what do you got for the for
1: the for the listeners today? Mate, right. oh well, wow. A little bit of uh, lighthearted stuff with, uh, well, <clears throat> this time not in the news. <laughs> what's not in the news uh, and thankfully enough, COVID. Yeah, well, there you go. Didn't that disappear quickly from the headlines? Yeah. Didn't it just absolutely disappear? So I'm not going to jump into the unicorn conspiracy theories here, but it's it's actually <laughs> quite nice to, to switch on the television from time to time and not, not hear about it. But it's amazing how quickly that, that's gone down. Uh, and all of the policies that were put in place, And the reason why I say this is not to be contentious and not to minimise the destruction that it's caused, but more to bring light to the political agendas that sit in and around the publicity of this stuff. Uh, and again, I'm going to be probably more careful than I ever have, given you know, because there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. But I think we can all agree here that uh, not having these two Muppets in the news on a day-to-day basis is, uh, <laughs> is an absolute blessing. I just feel a little bit, uh, a little bit happier brilliant. every day <laughs> that somebody has taken the oxygen away from these oxygen thieves, and uh, it's just a brilliant day. They're not even on the hot breakfast in the morning because the hot bref- breakfast doesn't exist, and Marty Shegold <laughs> won't have these buggers on the show. I can tell you that. So <laughs> it's been absolutely wonderful not having to listen to this garbage spilled out by them on a day-to-day basis. So what, what's cool. in the news? No vid. Um, What's in the news is, unfortunately, this bloke. Who I, I don't know, mate. So it, it may just be me, but I would prefer it if he kept the mask on. Um, you know, when when there's people with nuclear weapons that are sitting at around, in the around about the six thousand of the bastards, I'm pretty sure that we're in range still. Maybe you should keep your mouth shut and just just let us get along. We're two percent of the global GDP, so maybe maybe. Maybe just be the quiet <laughs> cousin that 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 ends hell, lends some uh, lends a lending hand, but obviously ScoMo wants to have a pop at China and Russia because quite clearly our army is bigger than both of theirs. Uh, this is the main <laughs> thing, mate. I have never seen so I, I was I've been trawling the media over the the last couple of days, and I have not seen as many opinion pieces as what I have right now. And I, and I get what we're talking about is is to a degree our take in the world but at least we're backing it up with some bloody statistics yeah like the the stuff that's out there is <laughs> is is fairly income at the moment and uh i've had clients ring in and uh, worried about markets getting terminated by uh by what's happening over in the ukraine and i don't want to minimize that uh, obviously it's a horrific thing it, it was like a gut punch when i heard what was going on over there it's mm. absolutely terrible uh but ultimately there's a lot of bullshit opinions, and mate, I was hoping that this year would be a year where we'd get to stabilize, we'd get to maybe have some uh, some media sense. Uh, but mate, we're far from it. We are as far down the rabbit hole as far as the the media is concerned than we have ever been. And I've got a lot. I've, I've got a lot of stuck. I literally couldn't find anything in the news worth talking about because I, I looked at it and I thought, well. I'm I'm not going to talk about the floods right now because it's terrible, right? But there, they, there is fear-mongering going on about what's what's happening out there that in some cases, completely not true. There's a lot of fear-mongering going on uh, about what's happening over in Ukraine and it's simply just, you know, it's misinformed, misguided or labelled as an opinion piece. And uh, so, look, if we go into things you should know about, I've got a, a whole lot of stuff in here to talk to. What do markets look like during wartime? What's good to to invest in? Does it go down? Has it gone down in the last, you know, three hundred years of of wars? What has been the average sort of turnout of the the conditions? And and we'll go into that in the, in a moment. But uh, unfortunately, we're we're now into opinion pieces where, where people are, are starting to become war experts and understand what's, what's happening geopolitically in the world and, and based off their assumptions there, they're making calls as to what's happening in markets out here. and mate, um, Unfortunately, it's even worse. It's even worse than a pandemic because now these idiots actually think that uh, <laughs> they're the old gold golden oil Bob's talking about. But now, <laughs> now these idiots actually think that, oh, now, not, now that it's not a pandemic, it's actually in our hitting zone because we know about war. We know about this stuff and quite quite mate i'm frightened by some of the stuff that i've seen and happy to share some statistics i've got inflation in here i've got economics through war times i've got raise rising interest rates let's put the gloves on mate and and have a chat about it because yeah what's in the news is 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 absolute bs and it was yogi bearer who said it best the future (laughs) ain't what it used to be (laughs) and the politicians are, are kind of pumping the tyres of uh, of where they think it should have been, but it ain't going to be there. Um, so, mate, th- this is an what
0: interesting... What are we looking market. at here, Andy? You might have to zoom in and, and show us a little bit. You have to talk us through it.
1: So, mate, the, effectively, over the, just over here, the, have a look at the date. So we're, let's have a look at the, the target sample. Uh, so yep. since 1991, this is what we're looking at. We're looking at uh, we're looking at multiple different markets. We're looking at the US shares, right, in the green. We're looking at uh, Australian in the orange, uh, not too far behind, Uh, right? We're looking at uh, Australian property, Australian
0: listed property. Listed property, which means development companies, big uh, commercial, industrial, you know, um, uh,
1: logistics, stuff like that. Yep. 100%. So, we're, we're actually look what, what I wanted to bring this out for is, is to actually have a look because I have had a lot of people actually really scared about markets from a wartime perspective. Mm. So if we have a look at the second Iraq war and we have a look at what was the average trajectory of, of, uh, of investments over that period of time, we then even go to uh, what is an interesting one here the, the Gulf Mexico uh, oil spill. Right, so this this was an interesting one from an oil perspective, which we'll we'll get into a, a little bit later. But ultimately, short period of time that the major market downturns over this period of time. So if we just zoom back out and you go, well, what's the most dangerous times there? Yep. Right, you're clearly going to go to to here. Right, you're clearly going to go to here, uh, and to a lesser extent, you're going to go here. Right, and and when we when we zip back and have a look, well, look at this. This was when they brought in GST. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, who's the most dangerous? The bloody
1: politicians.
0: Man. <laughs> so,
1: but, Jace, what I can't see in here is where they repealed the property taxes. Like uh, when they brought the, when they brought the GST and they were meant to get rid of stamp duty. Uh, I'm not sure. Am I missing it on the chart, mate? Or did that just never happen? I, I'm not a great historian. <laughs>
0: Well, Andy, that is the sore point for all property investors. They were meant to get rid of stamp duty, um, right. yeah, but uh, it, never, it never disappeared after GST. There you go. No, well, well, we don't need stamp duty anymore because GST is a state-based tax. You know, there you go, folks. We can replace the stamp duty. What a bunch 100%. of rubbish. 100%.
1: Ah. So if I change gears just a little bit, right, and I go, well, what's the real things that cause these major mar- market meltdowns? They're financial. They're not war-based, right? So we've got .com, yeah. uh, we've got the GFC, right? And, and these are the periods of times that they – the only one of recent times that really had a big impact here was COVID, right? But, again, nothing to do with war. Now, depending on how far we go back, and I've got some inflation statistics that I can overlay, this is a really interesting one. Uh, for Andrew's yeah, got a for you. He's really Present a logical argument on some facts, mate. <laughs> but it's just not newsworthy, is it? It's absolutely not newsworthy. And, and, and when would that ever happen? Gosh, when I have to start actually being real, Jesus, it means the world's really going under. So, uh. so I did some research, looked at uh, crisis events in the US share market. It's always easier to go to the US. Right, it's, uh, and so that says crisis of. I'll just move my head out of the way for a moment. Crisis events uh, and the U.S. share market. Uh, the reason why we always go to the U.S. is it's that they've got a bigger data set, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We're two yeah. percent uh, and haven't been as developed for as long, so we always go to the U.S. for 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 having a look at you know what markets are doing. So we've literally got all of the major share market events, all of the major wars, major uh, everything from nineteen forty, right? Uh, from pearl harbor you know back the market fell 6.5 percent the first three months it was negative 2.9 percent and a year later 5.4 percent not a bad Uh, year yeah we go to the cuban missile crisis which would probably be as far as this was concerned probably the the closest from a geopolitical standpoint and so if i go cuban missile crisis i go here now I'm not relating the two together, but as far as the reasons why this is actually happening, uh, and for those of you, I'm not going to start to become a, a war expert by any stretch of the imagination. If you want to, you've got uh, a few thousand muppets who pretend like they know everything about it. Just turn on any one of the channels, right? Um, uh, but let's have a look at that. Uh, this, in my opinion, this is probably one of the more the more closely correlated incidents uh, globally that, that that relates. So. Uh, well, it actually didn't fall at all, 1.1%. and It's a cracker, right? 30%. It's a great market year. Uh, we've got JFK assassination. He was worth 24% on the US market, so clearly the market actually didn't like him that much. Um, everyone else loved JFK, but the market didn't like him that much. When we go, and here's the thing, when we go to have a look at the, the negative years, right, in markets, most of you wouldn't even know what these events are. All right, so even when we go to to COVID, we had a, a big 31% fall, but look at the back of that. 40. Oops, sorry, that's behind your head, Jase, but uh, let me see if I can bring this out. COVID fall, 31%, 74% on the back end. Oh, gee. All right. so we do then have Bear Stearns collapse, but again, that was financial, not... Uh, geopolitical or war based. We have uh we have Kuwait up there. Uh Iraq invades Kuwait. Where's yeah, the 13%. GFC in there, Andy? Mate, right, the GFC, uh where are we two uh, I'm not sure if it's on this one. It must be. Uh where we're A hey three, four, eight. Hey, they've left off the GFC because I, I I must have left off the GFC because it didn't Illustrate my point, Jase. <laughs> <That's, laughs> yeah. uh, is that called cherry picking? Uh, that- <laughs> uh, it's, I didn't put this together. I actually sourced <laughs> it, but it actually doesn't have it in there. So, so clearly <laughs> they, they had an agenda as well. <laughs> but um, this was also an interesting, uh, some, some more data. This was from uh, LPL Research uh, on the S&P Dow Jones, so the US exchange, right? So I had a look at major, major shock events. So we've got in there, again, the Pearl Harbour attack. We've got Iraq uh, and Kuwait. We've got the Boston bombings, uh, so on and so forth. So we've got some of the the, the major events that actually happened here. Uh, what's really interesting is some of the, the, the more negative events in the short term. Days to recovery, the largest one in there is 189 days. 189 days other than pearl harbor i beg your pardon pearl harbor took quite some time to to recover so so
0: we have a have a little bit of setback and you know within three to six months on average it's it's better than it was
1: Whoop, keep sorry i've just jumped in here 100 percent. and then when we look across because people go well andy it's different small caps to large caps you know these and you're going to hear a lot about this small caps will get hammered during this period of time and and capital markets are gonna get hammered during this period of time. Uh and, and- Andy, Andy, let me ask you a question on that one. Is, is that just, you know, pretending to smart people
0: like saying things that they sound like they're clever and then so that compute on like you know, they are small capital, large capital. Like, is it something we should actually try and learn or is it just you know it's dark and that,
1: Uh, a little bit from column a a lot from column a and uh, a little bit from <laughs> column b there there are times where you want to go to safety into the the bigger end yeah. of town yeah yeah and then there are times where you 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 want to go for the the smaller caps because and and small caps absolutely dominated through covid they absolutely crushed it because smaller valued companies as they grow and as they take market share quite often take significantly larger amounts of market share so Small caps are significantly more volatile, right? But ultimately, what is good, uh, what is good business is good business. And what happens in markets is that sometimes, at, at where we sit at the moment, which is very much in a growth market that we've been in now for, for oh, I can't even remember the last time we were in a value market. Uh, and growth market means companies that are just growth-focused, growth at all costs, tech stocks, all of these sorts of things. So they have been the big winners. But when they fall, right, when they fall, then quite often what happens with companies with good cash flows, they start to really become the darling buds because when there's no more growth left in the story, people start looking for yield. And I'm assuming it's kind of the same in property, you know. So when, it's the
0: same in real estate, mate. Yeah, yeah.
1: It gets to and, a point where, you know, you, you can't eat...
0: a uh, 2% or a 3% yield, like you don't want it coming out of your pocket. So, you know,
1: people start searching out a higher yield. And you, so my example for that would be, and, and correct me if I'm just talking out my ass, Jace, but uh, what I would think would be the, a good property analogy would be your $4 million pad in Brighton over the beach probably accelerated at a rapid rate of knots when the, when the growth part of the property market is going. But when yep. the value part of the property goes and the, the growth slows down, that you know, $4 million pad, you're not going to be renting that out at a you know 5 or a 6% yield, or I wouldn't think you would. No, um, you're not. You're not doing it, no. So all of a sudden, you've still got a good property, but it's just going to do nothing or it's going to sit around for, for a couple of years. And so that's probably the best analogy that I can give for the, for the, growth, uh, the growth to the small cap side of the equation. But even then, when you have a look at the statistics between the two, uh, the the big the big differential is the risk. So risk in this uh, in in here. So uh, as opposed to large cap, the risk is volatility. So it's how much wobble, in some people's terms, how much the price went up and down, how rapidly yeah. it. Did. The more so, rapidly. So, I mean, so that's some sort of um, rational kind of metric. That's a measurement. Yeah. 100%. It's, it's peak to trough and, and how, much, how much it aggressively goes up and down, right? The more aggressively it goes up and down, the higher the risk or the higher the volatility. So if we look at you know between 1926 to, to 2013, small caps had a significant, almost 30% kind of volatility, which means that if you had $100,000 in, you could go down to 70 or you could go up to 130 in, in reasonably short periods of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas the large caps, you're more like 19% down. So you're more like 80% down to, uh, to uh, sorry, 80% uh, to, you know, 120% or thereabouts. Yes. So, but you can see that the, the returns across the two have not been, yeah. you know, not that different over that period of time. But the the key thing that I want to chat about is actually this little sucker over here, Right? So when we look at the inflation uh, over the various different wars World War II, the Korean War, Vietnam War, Gulf War, inflation has been higher than where we're used to seeing it now. It is to the high end of where the Federal Reserve and, and the, the Reserve Bank like to see it, you know, two percent for the Fed, four percent historically long-term average for RBA. All right, so it's, the inflation has been on the higher side, and so most of the you know, the rhetoric that had come from this is, well, higher inflation leads to poorer markets. And, and this is something which is going to be a, a, a really interesting topic over the next three, six, 12 months, depending on how long this situation. Uh, travels. And in Australia, it's going to be magnified uh, quite a lot in the short term because of the floods, right? So, we've already had a synthetic magnification of inflation due to supply chains. And we spoke yeah. a lot about this last year. And for those yeah. of you, uh, the 30-second the summary was goods aren't getting to Australia as quickly. Therefore, more people are wanting the stuff because it's not getting here as quickly. And as a result of that, people can charge higher prices, right? Not as much timber around, it's taking harder to get here and as a result, uh, people are having to pay more for it.
0: Yeah, now, and it's, it's, that's flowing like fairly aggressively into the real estate market in uh, Queensland predominantly at the moment, uh, but the rest of the country is not too bad. Um, so, you know, that's
1: quite interesting to, to, to look at it in that way, Andy. Yeah, 100%. And uh, look, we're already going to see it. Uh, and i've I've got some statistics later on if you want to chat with them, but uh, about crude oil prices because oil prices going up uh, as a result of what's happening over in uh, over in uh, Ukraine, uh, that's going to punch into a number of different fields and And here's the thing, in market terms, it's actually really positive in a lot of different fields. It's just it mightn't necessarily be positive for the stocks that were that were doing really well yesterday. And yeah. things like wheat prices—they're going to go up. Think about everything that that is fueled by gas and fueled by oil; those sorts of things are then going to become more expensive. But quite often, there's a margin where people are going to be making more on those, and uh, and these are the sorts of areas in markets we can look to. And, uh, but I, I might just finish with this one because it, it sets the tone. We can have a little bit of a yarn. Um, Because a lot of people say, yeah, but, Andy, interest rates, interest rates and markets go down. Interest rates go up, markets go down. That's what they all say. Interest (laughs) rates, sorry, interest rates go up, markets go down. Well, statistically, the only time that those peanuts have been right, have been between 71 and 74. Oh, mate, they're they're living in the past, mate. They're living. living. (laughs) Mate, that's a little bit older than what I am. (laughs) Now, not saying that it can't happen, but statistically, you know, back in 76 to 81, when and and this is where you have to look, you have to look at the big picture, right? Because there's so much more going on than just interest rates and that's what what we're going to hear in the media is we're going to hear single-minded, single assumptions which have grand unicorn hypotheses that sit on the top of them. Uh, But when we look and we actually look at the data over this period of time, we go well throughout these other periods of, of rising and uh, of rising um, interest rates. We've actually had rising US markets. Uh, so five percent to twenty percent, we had sixty eight percent rising market. From uh, from uh, from one percent to five percent, we had seventeen percent rising market. And from uh, from and obviously we've got the GFC which happened shortly after this. So there are events that we need to look for, and we yeah. do need to take that with a grain of salt. But uh, my my sort of commentary in around this is that we're going to hear a lot of uh, a lot of talk in and around inflation. Again, you know, it was a big topic for us last year and they're going to start banging that drum pretty heavily and it's going to have some effects. It's going to have some big effects, but we have to understand where are the effects and, and how is it that we navigate our way. And if you want to be a short-term trader, cool, let, let's have a conversation around how you can manage that, but you're going to get caught, man. You are yeah. going to get caught.
0: I, and I think I think you nailed it right on the head right there. That last little comment. If you're a short-term trader, like you know, if, if you're a good time Charlie, I call them good time Charlies, Andy. You know, like if you're trying to do this, you're trying to catch the, you know, catch the, the trend in and out, and whatever it might be. You know, that, that's not a great way to invest. And really, like, basically, every time you've got a few chances. six months. nine months at the time. Every single example of those judges said, adjustment, but more than nine months later, it was at the same or better than I adjustment, that is the bloody thing when it comes to good quality real estate food. Like, you know, um, this is it's as an investor investors are um medium to long term they hold um and they buy good quality things trading is not, not what we do andy and i aren't traders we are not good time char- charlie's in and out of this fucking gig you know and oh, in
1: my gig mate you know, the only ones who are, are the are the um are the hedge fund boys and the hedge fund girls and but right. these people, they, they literally aim for their 15 to 20% and as soon as they hit it, they go on holiday for the year because they know they can make money in any market, right? But yeah, yeah. They're, they're very skilled at what they do and sometimes they take extraordinary risks in order to get the results that they do. Uh, I would say... And, as, and they're playing with other people's money. And it, it's, other, you you know, and it's, so it's other people's money, which makes it easier <laughs> as well. Uh, but it's not their money, right? Don't, don't, yeah, well, don't follow <laughs> that because... Uh, because you don't have the liquidity as well. As as individual investors, you know, these guys can short and go long and they can leverage and they can do all of this stuff when the market turns against them. But yeah. well, the one thing I love, Jace, come back onto the screen for a minute. I want to see your face. Uh, <laughs> but all all of those uh, all of those uh, all 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 of your trading friends, and, and I've got a few of them, so hopefully you don't <laughs> come come at me in, in the short term. But, and heed this is a warning, because as it changed, as it changes, unless in you, unless you're extraordinarily lucky, very, very insightful, it's going to nip you in a place that you didn't actually understand you could get bitten, yep. and it will whack you out as far as you before you even knew what was going on. And here's the thing, here's my big prediction: over the next six months, all those people who have been posting about how successful they've been doing in their trading algorithms and things like that, they're going to go silent. They're gonna go silent because all of a sudden we've seen a big dip in volatility, right? Where Facebook, well, that got slammed because of what was going on with Apple, but we saw the uh, the Fang Index that got crunched, went back up. Uh, we saw the S and P five hundred that got crunched, and then they started a war, and it went back up. I literally, it went back up as soon as Ukraine went here, as soon as Ukraine was invaded, it went back up. So did the Australian market. Look at the day, and you go, what? It, it dove, and market is the market is predicting the geopolitical stuff so so well at the moment. It's 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 well ahead of your average Joe, well priced in, and this is where those people who have been posting you know cocktails on beaches for for the last couple of years they're <laughs> going to go silent, and it, and it happens. This is what yeah. happens. They go silent yeah. for like three or four or five years, maybe six or seven or eight, sometimes ten years. Those are great years. That's a great decade when they go silent. Um, because all of a sudden, the market's become a lot more unpredictable, right? And the short-term positions, which can be very, very large swings, very uncomfortable swings, sometimes 20% in a very short period of time, but they correct. Yeah, yeah. it's like gambling. You want to jump in? Absolutely, Andrew. It's yeah. like gambling. Yeah. When, you, um, when you want to jump in and out, unless, uh, and I've, here's, here's the drill, Andrew. In, God, how long have I been in it? 20-something years. I've never met a genius who's never wrong and I've met some pretty smart cats with thousands of analysts behind them and these guys still put their hands on their head and go, we're just going to hold over over this period of time because we, <laughs> like, we don't know. And, and here's the, when you have an investment manager get up and start telling stories about how bees communicate, then you realise that they've got no fucking idea what's actually <laughs> happening and they're just trying to distract you because the answer to the question is I don't know but we feel good with our stock selection and we know that if we trust this fundamental, it's actually going to go through. Mate, they're bloody right. They're right. Yeah.
0: It's, uh, it's you know, some of those things, you know, one of the things that uh, impressed me no end many years ago is when I saw some stats and, and it's from your world, not mine. So I didn't dig as deep as I probably should have, but you know, Someone in a, uh, you know, an S&P 200 or a Vanguard 200 or something like that, and just leaving their money in there for five years, beat beat those geniuses every time, um, you know, and it might have been longer than five years. It might have been 10 years or something like that, but, um, you know, the average return um, across that 10-year period, you, you get the highs and lows, the the wins and like hang in there, you know, 30% win, but then a 40% loss or something. Um, and 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 that actually just stuck with me, Andy, for forever. I, I I saw that many years ago, actually over twenty years ago. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to buy things and keep them.
1: <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's just too much hard work. <laughs> it's and it, and it's safer. It's yeah. it's actually safer. It's like well, and and I say this to all of our business clients. It's like well, let's build a strategy and let's let's and then let's figure out. What it is, and in your game, it'd probably be one now, one in a year, one in the next year, whatever the case may be. With mine, That's it's it. still, it's reasonably large amounts, you know, of whatever's there. But you're transferring it from one to another, and then it's just constant. ABI always be investing, and always just be be topping it up over time, and you get in over the peaks and troughs, and and it's a discipline. It, it's it's not even really an art. Then you you just want to make sure that you've got people who a- make sure that you don't get involved in. The, the pyramids, that you don't get involved in. The, and and that's the real dangers is where when things are going hot and everyone thinks you can't lose and then they find out very quickly that you can. You can. can. <laughs> Mate, I think you just
0: said one of the most smartest things I've ever heard you say, bro. I must be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it's a discipline, it's not an art. And, uh, that, that's a fucking drop from there, folks, if you're listening in, like it's an actual discipline, it's a discipline to do the right thing. You just, uh, I think
1: you just found the, uh, the title of our next book. We haven't finished our first one yet, but uh, got next one. <laughs> I think have I've just written that. it down. Not but here, but here's the reality of it, and, and as I said, this is what I say to our business owner clients. You're, once we set the strategy in play, it's your job to make sure that you just keep putting the, the energy in, that gets yep. the, the energy back, which is energy is revenue, maintain the profit, this, we allocate over here. And statistically, I'm on the odds, mate. Every single time I'm on the odds. Yeah, so Statistically, I will be right within 1% over a 30-year period. Uh, and the statistics have never proven me wrong. Mind you, I've only been in it now for 20 years. But but that that's the reality of the market. It, it's going to go up. It's going to go down. It does have its averages, uh, and you got to play the averages because if you play the the large volatility, you're going to get burned. And um, and then it's a matter of just. There's some other bits and pieces to it. There is a little bit of art to it, like as you get a little bit older and you don't have as much money to lose or you, you p- have pockets of money because so, if you're taking money out of your investments, then you need to be careful, but that's a whole different discussion. Mate, one,
0: 1% art, 99% discipline. Yep. There we go. Yep. Go hard, stay long. Mate, dead right, John? Mate, I love yep. that, mate. Uh, absolutely. Listen, mate, the time's flown, brother. I couldn't believe it. Eight. It's it, it's an hour already. It's it's 5 p.m. my time and 6 p.m. your time. Folks, we do have a few questions and um, maybe I'll just pop one or two up just quickly so we can uh, uh, answer them before we before we chuff off. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, for me, there was a question a bit earlier uh, and I think uh, Mike said, uh, hey, listen, what are our fix? What do you think the effects on the the property market? You know, for me, Michael, I think the one thing that we got to keep an eye on is the cost of living for for each person in Australia. Now, that cost of living can be the cost of petrol, the cost of food, and and your interest that you have got to pay on your home. And um, there we go. Andy's got a little chart there. Uh, it it may affect. The ability for people to borrow, Michael, um, may affect the ability for people to borrow and I believe if the ability for people to borrow gets affected, then growth gets affected at the same time, okay? The liquidity of the access to capital, the access to lending, that's been pretty pretty high on the um, correlation world for at least 15 or 20 years, Andy, you know? Yep. Um, but Michael, I don't think the market will will go down in any way, shape, or form because of all those other things I said earlier. The supply chain, you know, where are people going to rent? You know, all sorts of stuff. So I'm not concerned about any you know major issues when it comes to you know value um, challenges, uh, but certainly hundred percent it will take the heat out of the market if interest rates rise or the cost of living for, for people in Australia rises by secondary default if there's a war and there's oil shortages and food shortages and stuff like that. But I'm not quite sure that that's actually where we're at right now. Um, well, we're not there
1: right now, but that's a possibility. And, and here's the thing. Nobody knows where Ukraine's going right now. No. I've I've been listening to a lot, a lot, a lot of commentary Everyone's sitting on the fence, and uh, as a mate of mine says, when you sit on the fence, you get blisters <laughs> in your ass, or well, you get a uh, splinter, Andy. If it's yeah. a wooden fence, oh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I'm great at butchering sayings, aren't I? <laughs> like, when we're sitting here going, You muppet, oh, what's um, going on? <laughs> but, uh, but here's the thing the reason why they're sitting there is that, that nobody can second guess what's going to happen here, and they're probably one of the smartest bits of commentary that I heard. In the recent days, actually sent through Jono, uh, the Rollo, if you're listening, uh, listening. the clip. And there was, a, there was a US general that said, uh, not so much about the sanctions. Actually, no, the, the comment came from someone else, not you, Jono, but uh, that, but I love that video anyway. Uh, but the bit, smartest bit of commentary was in and around uh, it's not the war that's going to create the economic turmoil, it's the sanctions that are going to create mm. the turmoil. Yeah. So, what is actually at right now? What is creating the the greatest amount of volatility and turbulence in the market is actually NATO and the US, mm. uh, and it's based on the the uh, the constraints that they're putting on Russia. Now, again, I'm not talking about what they should or shouldn't do. That's that I'm that's not my gig, and you know, I think I think all war is terrible, but it's the sanctions that are creating the issues right now, not the war. The war is, is the stimulus and, and maybe my, my final bit for the day is uh, and we were saying this a little while ago uh, in Mind and Wisdom is that first there's currency wars, right? They, they, countries compete against each other by manipulating their currency and that's the first type of war and we saw that a little while ago and then there's trade wars. Uh, and we thought we'd seen trade wars a long time ago. We thought we'd seen the beginning of trade wars back when China was barging around a little bit with, you know, produce and and Uh, our... our And ore and we're not going to take your meat anymore and whatever, yeah. Jeez, I tell you what, them not taking our our fish has been one of the best things for me, mate. I had lobster at Christmas, (laughs) and do you know how cheap that thing was? It was unbelievable because they wouldn't take it. Australians (laughs) have never eaten so well. There's always a flip side. Um, But... Those trade wars are the things that quite often end up in real wars. Mm. Now, I guess from that, when, when you look historically at the major pressures, and you might say, well, look, they were going to do it anyway, and maybe they would, but the trade, the sanctions are the things that allow political pressures to get to a certain level that it can tip over. But right now, the biggest the biggest impact on global markets uh, at the moment is actually the sanctions that are getting put on to to that have that are related to what's happening over there, yeah, and that is yeah. having more impact than the actual war itself. Yeah, there you go.
0: Well, mate, why don't we give that one? Um, why don't we give that one the final say of the first inaugural 2022 wine and wisdom, folks? Great to hang out with you guys. Appreciate you guys 100%. and your time. I know there was a bunch of questions we didn't get to, but uh, time just flew by. Maybe you and I, Andy, were having a good time and maybe the listeners weren't, but uh, hopefully you were. <laughs> and if there is any questions, whack them in the chat or we'll reach out to us on our um, on our social channels. Andy, myself, um, are in the world of Facebook often and um, please connect with us in that way. And uh, if you've got anything that you'd love us to bring our view of the world on, uh, when it comes to our little niche, our little neck of the woods uh, in Australia, then uh, we'd love to hear from you. So uh, reach out, connect, um, and um, appreciate you guys hanging out with us today for the first mm-hmm. 2022 Wine, Wealth, Wine, and Wisdom, mate. We're back, mate. It's a big commitment. We're uh, going to be going Friday strong till the end of the year. <laughs> well done. Well, they say, uh, what's the one? You know, Mortimer, we're back. But uh, folks, it's a good night from
1: him, and it's a good night from me. Good night. Good night. <laughs> back.